the Adam Crowley Show. Making my way downtown, walking fast, faces passing, I'm homebound. Should I go lower? Staring blankly ahead, just making my way, making a way through the crowd. On ESPN Pittsburgh. found the Crowley Show where your mom listens and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Tell your kids, tell your wife, we doing radio up in here. Brian LaMartina sitting across from me. We've got shirtless Tom beyond the glass and now we've got intern Jerome's second crack at a sports update. ESPN Pittsburgh Hometown Sports Center. Good evening, guys. Here's your Crowley Show Sports Update. The Pirates' 11-game win streak was snapped this afternoon in Cleveland as they failed to complete the sweep of the drive. Jamison Tyon and Trevor Bauer each dueled, tossing seven strong innings. There was one difference, though. Tyon gave up two runs and Bauer didn't. The Indians tacked on a couple late runs and got the 4-0 shutout win. In other Pirates news, the hand injury suffered by Starling Marte today is being called a hand contusion and he is currently listed as day-to-day according to mlb insider ken rosenthal the pirates will make a strong push for adding bullpen help at the deadline in case you didn't know steelers training camp starts tomorrow and that for all intensive purposes means means football season has begin began the first practice officially begins tomorrow at 255 but coverage starts tonight right after crowley's show on this station live from latrobe at seven o'clock Antonio Brown never fails to arrive. The camp and style this year seem to be no different. And finally, in other news concerning the black and gold, they announced that the Hall of Honor 2018 class has been finalized and will be unveiled in the 2018 event Saturday at 1 p.m. live from Latrobe. With your ESPN Sports Update, I am Jerome Petakowskis. Okay, uh, good, Jerome. Let me see your script here. It's a little wordy, Jerome. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a little wordy, but no I got to some words. Yeah. Need some more energy. Okay, so I'm going to read this line, and you tell me, tell me, guys, what you think of this, okay? Oh, where's it at here? Let me see. Okay, in case you didn't know, Steelers training camp starts tomorrow, and that will, for all intensive purposes, <laughs> intensive <laughs> purposes, Jerome, it's intense and purposes, like showing intent and purpose, not intensive purposes. <laughs> oh, Where no. the hell did you go to school? Oh, no, Jerome. Uh, I don't know. What is intensive you know, purposes? Not the school. What grammar. is intense? What do you mean you don't know where you no, went no, to school? I do know. Where I, I'm still in school. Like, so I'm sitting here <laughs> thinking, I'm like, did he just flub up the line and he wrote intense and purposes? But no, that's why I asked for the copy and I look at it and it's written here intensive purposes purposes well if we're just gonna if we're just gonna gut this thing you don't even need that in there to begin with you don't you really yeah, don't no, need that no, thing no. i'm so glad you added it by the way but you don't need that in there that's words that you don't have to say it, like right. just like in case you didn't know steelers camp starts tomorrow hey we look yeah in case it's, you didn't know steelers training camp start steelers training camp starts tomorrow bam boom Concise. all right brevity soul of wit nailed it intensive purposes 
Like you've been walking around all your life using that phrase. Hand I've up. never used once. I've never once. I thought used it was intensive purposes too. Stop! I'm gonna yeah. put my hand up. Get the up hell on out of here one. with yeah. that. Yeah, Thanks, Tom. I, I thought it was the same thing. Tom, I appreciate it. You're kidding so me. So I, it was a little bit of a shot to me when you were making fun of him because I was like, oh no. I, I have a kid that I went to college way. with, who he'll text you and instead of saying minus well, or might as well, he'll say minus well. M I N U S space well. So you're not that bad. You're okay. Well, For all intents and purposes, you're not that bad. Yeah, not that bad. <laughs> In case you didn't know, you're not that bad. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it could be worse. Hey, what, what school do you go to, Jerem, so everybody knows where yeah, not to Where not to go? <laughs> Paul and Wallace. Oh, okay, cool. You That's hear? in Ohio. Yeah. All right, turn your microphone on. Yeah, you hear that, everybody? Right, do that not right. send your kid to that school or you'll come out just like this. I am going to jump off of the sports update here, though. As you said, Ken Rosenthal reporting that the Steelers start training camp tomorrow. No, he's reporting that the Pirates are interested in a couple of bullpen arms. One guy they were linked to is named Keon Keela. Why are you laughing? That's not how to pronounce his name, Jerome. Are you going to correct me? You know how to turn the microphone on? What are you laughing about? No, because today when I said his name earlier, you made fun of me, and I just thought of that flashback when we were sitting here watching the game, and I said they were interested in him. What's his name? Tell me his name. Keon Akella. Keon Akella. Yeah. That's a made-up name. I don't buy that. That is not a real baseball. All right, let's, okay, I'm going to rephrase this then. The Pirates are considering trading for the Rangers' closer. Thanks. Uh, just keep it to that. He was 23-23 on save opportunities until last night when he blew it like Jerome. He's 25 years old. He's set to earn $1.2 million this year with arbitration years ahead. And the earliest free agent year is 2022. We keep talking about the Pirates needing to go out there and get guys with term. That's a guy I'd like to see them consider. I'd like to see them go out there and get a guy like a Rivero, Vasquez Rivero. I want to see them get a guy who can come in, add to the bullpen, lengthen that shiz, and then... Be around for a little while. Have your bullpen bullpen foundation set for the next three or four years. Uh, have both Rivero and Keela. Is that how you say his name, Jerome? Keela? Is it Keela? Well, for all intensive purposes, yeah. That's yeah, how okay. You say for all it, intensive yeah. purposes, I nailed that. I don't know if the Pirates should pay what it costs to get a starting pitcher. Uh, I think that might be out of their price range. So if you go out and you get a bullpen arm, you get a, what's his name? Keanu Kella. You go out and you get a Keanu <laughs> Kella. You lengthen the bullpen. You've already got good arms in there like Richard Rodriguez and Kyle Crick. And the starting pitchers who have struggled to go deep into ball games, it doesn't become that big of an issue. Uh, the Pirates rotation is fine if it goes through the lineup a couple of times. It's once it gets to that third or fourth time, well, very rarely the fourth time through the lineup, that they start to struggle. Uh, if you see enough of Trevor Williams, you're going to square him up. He doesn't have great stuff. If you see enough of Chad Cool, you're going to square him up. These Pirates pitchers aren't great two, three, four times through the lineup, so if you can bring in another bullpen arm, lengthen that bullpen, you don't have to worry about adding another starter because you've effectively made all of your starters more effective. Now that was redundant. That's all rubbing off on me from Jerome. I want to see them go out and get that Rangers closer. What's his name? Okay, thank you very much. Jay Happ is a possibility I've seen kicked around. The kid from the Rays just got traded today. What's his name, Jerome? Nathan Evaldi. Thank you. But there's another pitcher on the Rays that could be on the block that maybe the Pirates are interested in, and his name is? 
That's your boy you've been talking about for the whole week, Chris Archer. I just need a name, Jerome. That's all I need. Just yeah. a name, okay? I mean... <laughs> Why is he still in here? He's a Mike Hogg intern, okay? He just All he wants to do is talk. All he wants to do is talk. We've got Mark Caboli coming up, by the way, in 12 minutes to talk about Steelers camp and Antonio Brown arriving today in... Uh, what was it? When did he arrive in, Drew? Uh, what? A helicopter? Okay, very good. We'll talk to Mark Foley about that. Jerome, he was so he's so he nervous. You, he gave you stupid look like there. Like what are what are you what stupid, he, uh, Crowley? You know what he came in. I, I just was confused as to why he went to me after you called me a mic hog. You don't get the show. Well, I do. Get the hell out of here. Why are you still on the mic? Get <laughs> the hell out of here. <laughs> Go in Tom's room. <laughs> Please. I promise that over the course of the next two and a half weeks, we are going to have shows substantive on information about the Pirates and the Steelers. But today is my last day before Steelers camp, so while we will give you information today, we're also going to have a blast. I'm not going to see Tom or Brian and be able to look them in the eye in a long time. It's a good thing that I won't be looking at Jerome. It's like our last day of school, kind of, where everybody hangs out and doesn't really pay attention in class or anything. That's exactly where we are. We're like, well, we're leaving for the summer, basically, so see you guys in like a couple months, you know. It's last list. We're having fun, man. It's like senior day here on the Crowley Show. I'm a little bit worried about the Pirates uh, because I don't think they're very good, but also because their best players are now on the bench. Uh, who got hurt yesterday, Jerome? Corey Dickerson. And who got hurt today? Starley Marte. That's not good! Both of those guys were leading the Pirates this 11-game winning streak. Starley Marte, his OPS, can't even calculate it, the way he's been performing over the last 16, 17 games. Now, Tom says that he got an ESPN alert saying that Marte's hitting streak was not snapped despite the fact that Marte didn't get a hit and did play in today's ballgame. That sounds like it's BS to me, Tom. No, it's not BS, you see, because he didn't register an at-bat because he was hit by the pitch. So, therefore, there's no official at-bat and his hitting streak is intact. But he did see a couple of pitches before he got hit. Therefore, he had an opportunity to hit those pitches. Therefore, you're wrong. But he got hit by the pitch, and he was awarded first base, which helps his on-base percentage and doesn't hurt his batting average because why should your batting average go down for getting on base? It has nothing to do with whether your batting average goes down But if not. you count the at-bat and he doesn't get a hit, it's Oh, I'm go not down. saying you have to count the at-bat. I'm saying a plate appearance should qualify you as having played in a game, and if he goes, let's say he goes four for four, for four and walks, right? Well, let's say he walks four times. His hitting streak got broke. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. No, it didn't. He didn't hit in that game. He played in the game and didn't get a hit. He had four walks. He reached base four times, and you want didn't to get a hit. You want to penalize him for that? Didn't get a hit. You want to penalize him? Well, for I that. think for reaching base four times, you want to penalize. As him. a saber metrics nerd that I am, how do you pronounce that word? Saber. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jerome. Saber metric. Okay, as a saber metrics nerd. I know that getting on base matters, and it doesn't matter how you do it. It doesn't matter if you get a hit. It doesn't matter if you get hit. It doesn't matter if you walk. It doesn't matter if you strike out, and the ball goes between the catcher's legs, and you run to first base like a happy old mother bleeper. Okay? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. This is a different conversation. If you play in a game, and you are up at the plate four times, and you don't get a hit, you can't possibly say the hitting streak continues. So you're penalizing him for reaching base. I'm not penalizing him. Yes, you him. are. Uh, his on-base streak can still matter, but his hitting streak... No one cares about on-base streak. Well, they streaks. should. It's, it's a hitting streak no, that matters. on-base streak matters more anyhow. 
It's getting on base that matters. Moneyball taught us that, so. I think you're right by the letter of the law. The letter of the law is stupid. No. No, it's ridiculous. Sterling Marte was up to bat today and got hit before he could get a hit. So sorry. You sorry. Know, this is so classic here. You're always trying to change baseball. Oh, we need to we need to figure out how to solve baseball. You know what? Baseball doesn't need to be changed. This rule has been in place for hundreds of years, and it'll be in place for a hundred more years. How many days during DiMaggio's streak? Did he walk four times, and then it just continues to streak to the next day? Because now I wonder, Tom. Now I wonder. No, legitimately, if he gets a hit, let's say he plays tomorrow against the Mets, right, and gets a hit, it would be it would have been 17 straight games if he did it today. Does that mean his hitting streak is 17 games if he does it tomorrow? Would that make it 18 games? No, it's 17 games. See, now that's ridiculous. He didn't officially play in the game today. That's he didn't ridiculous. record an at-bat. A plate appearance has to be good for something. It's got to matter. It does matter in regards appearances to walks matter. and sacrifice plate appearances matter. At so what if matter he, more. What if, okay, now now that, that perturbs me. If he had four sacrifice flies. It's a great day. But, but we he should had, penalize him for having such a great day. No, absolutely not. But he had an opportunity in each of those plate appearances to get a hit, and instead he made an out. He ma- if, a run producing out. Yeah, but you make four outs, ipso facto, not a hit streak. But you scored four runs with those four outs. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Come at me, people. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Tom is out to lunch here. Uh, Tom is being ridiculous. Tom's following the old guard of baseball, and that's not the way it should be, is it, Jerome? Is it? I kind of agree. With Shut Tom. the hell up, Jerome. Mark Caboli next, Crowley Show. <laughs> The Adam Crowley Show. Love you, 970 ESPN. It's Adam Crowley, I think it is. He's a good guy. He really is. He's a good host. I enjoyed it, you know? And now we're talking about a weekly spot of the show. And I'm just telling Adam, I better be picked. Freebies are open. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. My damn headphones aren't working. I'm using the ones Jerome was just using, so if my performance is affected negatively, this is why. Mark Caboli not going to be joining us right now because he is speaking to Mike Tomlin along with a bunch of other people and media members at Steelers Training Camp in Late Trobe. We'll try to get him on at 5.40. I am texting back and forth with him. Uh, as is Mike Tomlin with Le'Veon Bell, apparently. Uh, he says that they have had their typical correspondence. Does that mean they write each other letters? Is Le'Veon Bell doing the snail mail thing with Mike Tomlin? And if he is, does that make Mike Tomlin a better coach than Bill Belichick? Because I don't know if Bill Belichick's doing the correspondence thing with his dudes. I don't think he's writing Tom Brady letters. I don't think it's going down like that. Maybe an email here or there, perhaps on a private server, but he ain't sending snail mail. Not happening. We'll get to Mark Caboli, hopefully coming up in 18 minutes on the show. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. You can tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. The Pirates winning streak ended today. My grandma's going to be very disappointed about that. We'll call her coming up in a few moments. Uh, I'm going to make my NFL predictions in this segment as well. Uh, I'm not ready to get there yet. So, Tom, why don't we go ahead and call my grandma? 
and we will talk to her about the Pirates winning streak and about the Pirates winning streak now being over. And if she answers the phone, we'll get her thoughts. After we talk to her or don't talk to her, I'll tell you my NFL picks. Oh, no. Hello? Grandma! Hello! It's Adam! I thought you were in Lake Trobe. Not just yet, Grandma. I'm going up tomorrow for day one. Oh, how you doing? I'm doing all right. That's what I'm calling to ask you. They now won 11 out of 12. That winning streak was great, especially with all the family in Cleveland. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Wonder if anybody... uh, I've said anything about them. as long as we're winning, they don't say anything, you know. Oh, you're talking about the family throwing some trash talk. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, well, the Pirates beat them two out of three, so, no, I haven't seen anything. You know, that pesky Rich Diamore, sometimes he goes after it. Yeah, uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, I was happy that we took two games out of three. Wasn't that terrific? They're a good team, Cleveland, you know. Well, hey, they were supposed—they were supposed to be first place, I think, in their division or something. And now, hey, we went up three games about above five hundred, even though we only won the two games. Grandma, have you been watching the news at all today? No, why? I wanted to know if you saw Antonio Brown arrive at training camp in a helicopter. No, I didn't. That's a little obnoxious, right? Yeah. Why was it, why did he uh, arrive in a helicopter? I think he just wanted to have the spotlight on him. Oh. Huh. I don't get it. I don't get I it. I don't either. What do you think about the rest of the year for the Pirates, though? Um, I think we've got a great team. And uh, do you think Savelli will be back at all this year? <laughs> I do think so. You're always worried about Savelli. They win 11 games in a row, and you're still thinking about your boy. I know because I love him. I know. And uh, I don't want him to be hurt all the time. He does get hurt a lot, doesn't he? Yes, he does. I think uh, at first I thought they were going to bring him back sooner and not let him uh, be a catcher but be in the outfield. I don't know whether I was dreaming that or whether I heard it. No, they were gonna have they were gonna have him play first base to keep him from getting hurt. You're right about that. Yeah, I thought I heard that, but I wasn't sure. But I still love my Savelli and I think our team they they're like a family. They all work together, they love one another, and I think we they're great players. What do you think? I think so too, Grandma. I gotta run though. I love you. You be good. I love you, too. I'll be good. Tell the end I said hi. I will. You tell everyone I, I say you. hi, too. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. I think her TV's loud enough. I thought she might have been watching the news. I thought she was going to get all fired up about Antonio Brown. But I was wrong. Well, we've got a second. And now it's time for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. 
It's time for my predictions of the NFL season, baby! These are my official pre-training camp predictions. And then there'll be after training camp predictions. And then after every week of the season, I'll tell you what I'm thinking about that week. And where I think teams are going. And we'll do it every day. We'll call it the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. Let's start with the AFC East. Woo! The Patriots win. And the rest doesn't matter. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. AFC South. The Tennessee Titans are prime for a bounce back season. They made the playoffs last year, and now they're going to bounce to even greater heights. Marcus Mariota, that offensive line, those road graders, one of the best lines in all of football, they're only going to get better. They're only one more year closer to their destiny. You don't think that's their destiny, Tom? I don't care what you think. Get out of here. Don't even touch the microphone. I have the Houston Texans as a playoff team. Deshaun Watson last year looked like the best player in football for the few games he had an opportunity to play in. That defense was still good despite not having J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt comes back. Deshaun Watson comes back. I think they're going to be really good. I have to make the playoffs as a wild card team. Indianapolis, they get Andrew Luck back. So what? That's a terrible roster. When's the last time Andrew Luck threw a football? He probably can't remember. They're irrelevant. And bringing up the rear in last place, the Jacksonville Jags. Tom, I forgot about the Jags. They're gonna they're gonna win the division. And, I was gonna say that's uh, a little low for Jacksonville. Yeah, they're gonna win the division. I got the other two teams making the wild card. Your face when you realize that you had to say Jacksonville in last place is priceless. I just hope that there'd be a default team there. I was I was just hoping that it'd be some crap team. But I already got through the Colts, so that's the only terrible team in the division, I think, this year. So the way we've got it right now, we've got New England making the playoffs. They're my one seed. We've got three teams from the AFC South. The Titans, the Jags, and the Texans. All making the playoffs. So that's four. The only thing that matters now in the two other AFC team divisions is the team that wins the division. Pittsburgh Steelers win it, albeit it's going to be closer than the experts think. And it's going to be closer than the experts want. I'll get deeper into the Steelers after I've done the rest of my hard-hitting journalistic predictions. We've got the Ravens coming in third. And the Bengals in second. The Bengals and the Ravens will flirt with playoff team, being playoff teams, but will fall a little bit short. And the Browns, not good. But closer to good. They win five games this year, which is a 500% increase from last year. Over now to the NFC. We need to figure out who's going to win the West. Oh, yeah, that's right. Over now to the AFC West. The San Diego Chargers, who are located in Los Angeles, will win the division. They've got one of the top five, I think, most talented rosters in all of the National Football League and a quarterback who's been a perennial overachiever and underachiever at the same time. They win the division. The Chiefs come somewhat close. I'm a big Pat Mahomes fan, but they're going to get run on all day long. The Broncos, I think they'll come close. A tough out at home. I think they probably beat the Steelers at home this year. They don't make the playoffs. And finally, 
the Oakland Raiders, who were a huge disappointment last year. Do they revert to the form of two years ago? They do not. They bring up the rear in what is a competitive, yet only producing one playoff team, AFC West. Now on to the NFC. Woo! Mark Bully is going to join us in 10 minutes, by the way. The New Orleans Saints, I think, are my pick to win it all. They're going to win that division. Tom is shocked. Tom is stunned. The Super Bowl? The Super Bowl. The oh whole damn gosh. thing. The whole kit and caboodle. I'm shocked. Two parades this year in wow. Louisiana. Wait, what's the second one? Mardi Gras. Ah. Beads and such. Yep. And we'll see what LSU does. Maybe another parade. I mean, you, can, you never know. You never know. The way they swill gumbo down there. Go Tiger. Yeah, who knows? Atlanta makes the playoffs. Carolina makes the playoffs. Tampa does not. Because they can't. Because only three teams from a division can't. So they don't. We move on to the NFC East. The only playoff team I see there is the Philadelphia Eagles, the reigning Super Bowl champs. I don't like the roster that the Redskins have put together. I think they take a step back this year, even though they weren't all that great last year. I think that the Giants, though, can be a team that could surprise a few people. And I had them flirting with the playoffs, but falling just short. In the Cowboys, samesies. Flirting, but falling short because the NFC South is just so damn good. Now out to the NFC West, which is turned from a great division into ass in short order. It's ass, Tom. I think it's actually kind of good. No, it's not. Seattle overrated. They're still pretty good. They're not making the playoffs. They're nine and seven. They're not making the playoffs. Nine and seven. When, when has nine and seven been good, Tom? It's competitive. Tom, you're right. They suck. Thank you. You've got the fighting Garoppolo's, and we know he's been grabbing headlines and more out there in San Francisco. I think they are a good football team, but not a great one. Probably in line with eight and eight. Arizona, no. They signed Arthur Motes today. Arthur Motes a cancer in the locker room. They don't have a shot. Kidding. Arthur Motes a great guy. The obvious champion this year, Los Angeles Rams. Moving on. To the NFC North. Green Bay and the Vikings vying for that top spot. And as much as I like Aaron Rodgers, I'm not a huge fan of Mike McCarthy. I think that Minnesota, behind the coaching of Zimmer, they win that division. That defense is dynamic. The offense has a ton of playmakers with Thielen and Diggs, and they can run the ball. I don't worry about that. Dalvin Cook's coming back. They're winning the division. I got the Packers. The Pack coming in second and not making the playoffs. I already used my two wild cards. I keep doing that. You know, I use the wild cards really early. This is all my official predictioning before the training game, obviously. And I am missing one division. No, you got them all. Oh, I did? Yeah. Now, there are better teams out there in the NFC. Really underwhelmed, frankly. Coming up next, Mark Caboli to tell us about what Mike Tomlin just had to say to the media for the first time in the 2018 season. And we'll talk to him about the infamous Antonio Brown helicopter ride. I hope y'all learned something in that last segment. It's the Crowley Show.
He's a trigger warning waiting to happen. This is the Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. The media and players assembled today at St. Vincent College for training camp, baby. I'm not doing this show tomorrow, FYI. I'll be doing a training camp show from noon until 4. Same thing with Friday. Tim Benz will be filling in for me, and then it's back to normal for me on Monday and then for the rest of time. That's just an aside. Joining me now to discuss everything that's gone on today, if there is anything that's really gone on today, is Mark Caboli from The Athletic. Mark, hello. What's up, Adam? How you been? I've been all right, man. How was the arrival of Antonio Brown received? Uh, what by the by the masses or by the coach? Well, by the masses, it's not a good look, according to Steelers fans. Uh, how are the teammates reacting, and how about the coach? I'll put it this way: when they were doing the run test here just a little bit ago, there was four helicopters that drove flew by, and that's not unusual because the Arnold Palmer Airport's only like a half a mile away. I think it was some type of military helicopters and everybody starts screaming while they were running. Hey, it's AB. Hey, it's AB. Well, they thought it was funny. The players, man, the coach thought it was funny as well. I think people read too much stuff into that. My God, he's having a little fun here doing this. If you can get away with, uh, you know, paying for a helicopter ride from Pine Richland to Latrobe, not going to hurt anybody. It's not going to uh, determine whether or not he's going to have a successful year. Now, as the, as the great saying goes, you know, lighten up, Francis, right? Yeah, could lighten not agree up a little more. bit. Could lighten agree more. Anybody who's flipping out, they can go pound sand. Like, they, yeah. they, they can kiss my ass. That's ridiculous. The best one would have to be Vince Williams. He just shows up in his truck, blaring the Stone Cold Steve Austin 316 music in full get up, gets out, has this stern look on his face, marches into the Rooney Hall. Marches back out with his WWE title belt around his uh, around his shoulder. Doesn't say a word to anybody. Has a scowl on his face and disappears. That was it. I was like, okay, that was great. Mark, one follow up question: Who's Stone Cold Steve Austin? Oh my goodness, never heard. He's of him. probably the most popular wrestler in the history of wrestling. I thought that was HBK. Changed the business, nah, man. Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, the drunken guy that drinks all the beer and. You know, beats up his boss all the time. I, was, I wanted to ask Vince, does this mean he's going to beat up Mike Tomlin or something? Because he used to stun him, all the, Vince McMahon, all the time. And you got to get caught up with some, you know, not current events, but at least some uh, some history lessons when it comes to the World Wrestling Federation or World Wrestling Entertainment. Well, you can tell me over a couple of beers and grilled cheese cheeseburgers at Sharky's. Uh, Mark Cabal- I'm, not, I'm not eating one, man. I think I'm tapping out this year. Yeah, Mark Caboli joining us here on the Crowley Show from The Athletic. Uh, Mark is also full of crap. Uh, he will be eating a sandwich uh, along with me, and it'll be the way that I soak up my alcohol and don't have a hangover the following day. Uh, Mark, anything of note come out from any of the players? Any reaction to Le'Veon Bell that you thought might uh, be out of the ordinary? No, actually, first of all, there wasn't that many people who talked. Uh, there was a very limited window of when we were allowed to stand in front of Rooney Hall. It was three hours, and the majority of the people either were there already, the rookies were there yesterday, other ones were pretty veteran to come in the side, way, side door, or they tell you, hey, we'll talk when we come back, and they never come back. So there wasn't a whole ton of people that talked about it, but the overwhelming view of 
what the, the thought is. Uh, probably could have said this by Pouncy, man. You know, hey, we're not going to worry about this right now. We we dealt with this last year. I hope he comes in a couple of days early. If not, hey, let's see at the beginning of the year. And I think having the ability to look back on what happened last year with, uh, you, you know, him holding out last year or not showing up last year really provides them a good blueprint of what they're going to do this year. They're just going to not worry about it, give the other guys the opportunity. Players not going to talk about it. Uh, it will disappear here from the, the topic of conversation within a couple of days, and uh, they'll move about their business and wait for him to show up sometime in early September. So uh, I think you start worrying about stuff if he doesn't show up for that first Monday when they come back after that Carolina game. That's when you have to start worrying. But right now, I don't think any of them really care. Do you think that the slow start last year is because Le'Veon Bell missed training camp? I don't know. I don't know. I think what his slow start or their slow start? His and kind of both. Well, you know, I tell you, I keep saying this. Cleveland Browns had pretty good run defense week one, and if you're going to be a little bit rusty, that's when it was going to happen. That combination probably slowed in week one. Minnesota's pretty doggone good. Uh, defense, as you could tell throughout the entire season. Then you go week three in Chicago, and that was a disaster. But their defensive work against the run wasn't that bad. Then he just, you know, turned it on out of what, eight out of the next nine games had pretty monster games. I don't know. The guy's in such great shape. He's been here, what, six, seven years now, six years now. I don't see that missing, you know, three weeks of practice where he wasn't really going to practice anyways very strenuously that's going to affect him. So I don't think it does have much effect at all on him at all, to be honest with you. I mean, I know the numbers suggest otherwise, but just seeing, uh, I mean, you can look at it both ways too because something looked like he was a little slower last year. I mean, it looked like he didn't have that bounce, didn't have that get up. Is that because he didn't make training camp, didn't, didn't attend training camp? I find that hard to believe. So I'm a big firm believer in, a guy with that ability missing training camp, and all of a sudden he's going to struggle for the first month of the season. Is there a legitimate battle at backup quarterback, do you think? I don't think so. I mean, I think the only way that's going to happen is if uh, – I always want to call him Mason Crosby or something. The kicker? Mason Rudolph. Yeah, I don't know why he always comes. Every time I think of Mason, I'm thinking of Mason Crosby. I'm saying, unless Mason Rudolph comes out and has a tremendous – tremendous preseason, including preseason games. I don't see it happening. I mean, I think they like Landry Jones for at least one more year. Slowly get Mason Rudolph into the mix and let him go. I mean, there's a lot of theories that maybe Mason Rudolph would be a guy that would fill in if Roethlisberger's out for, you know, eight, nine, ten games and Landry be a game or two. I just don't see that happening. I think Landry Jones pretty much has this secure this position, I think they want to see what what Dobbs can do because they probably have to make a decision on him as well. Whether to, I mean, they I guess they could keep him around practice squad too if they really really need to because uh, Landry's free agent next year, so they might have to make a determination on him. They definitely want to get Rudolph some snaps, so I think they have the plan of Landry being the man as the number two guy going in, but Rudolph's going to have to have monster preseasons on him. I think that we're going to see Dobbs get hurt. Oh, he'll get hurt on a Carolina game in the fourth quarter with about two minutes oh, left. A little stinger there. Ugh. Oh, man, yeah. Who did that happen to? Uh, uh, who was that uh, was... linebacker out of UCLA a couple of years ago? 
Oh Same man! Thing happened two years. Oh ago. man! The, he was he was white guy. Yes. Uh, I rode on the plane with him uh, back from the Super Bowl because I went to LAX from San Francisco, and he was on the plane with his dog. I can't remember his name. I'll get it. How much mean how tell you good he was? UCLA linebacker, inside outside. People thought he was an inside guy, small. Well, what they did, they feigned some injuries, or at least uh, look like Jordan Zumwalt. Yes, that's it. Oh, thank you God. Googled it though. You Googled. Googled. I didn't Google it. Did you hear it? Did I think they did that to Zumwalt two years in a row. You know. Hey, buddy, uh, we want to keep you around, so that beat hurts, right? They did it to yep. Eli Rogers, which is a perfect transition because Eli Rogers is back, and I think that's a good move for the Steelers. I think you know what he's going to bring, and uh, yeah, I'm a little bit concerned that, about James Washington, to be honest. I don't think Eli Rogers is even in the picture now. He's starting on pup list here, um, and I don't think they have any thoughts of him being ready. For some time now, it's six months almost to the day since he had that ACL re, uh, ACL repair. And for a wide receiver, it takes more than six months. I mean, we're, we're talking about offensive linemen, yeah. So I think they have just the thought of getting him in the mix, getting him under their contract. And if he's good in week one, two, three, four, let's take him off the pop. I think they have to wait till what, put him on regular season pop and maybe a week six, week seven. I think that's more of a goal for Eli Rogers than anything right off the gate. I think they just want to get him here under their guidance and let him heal for another couple of months before uh, giving him an opportunity. I worry a little bit about James Washington because of the way that he's built. He doesn't strike me as a deep play threat in the NFL, but I didn't see him at many camp rotiers. I wasn't out there, so you tell me. What did he, what did he provide there? Man, I think everybody there says the same thing. He's not fast. He's not strong. He's not quick, but... He gets down the field somehow and makes combat catches. He's the anti-Martavis Bryant when he gets uh, two or three people around him, and that's what you saw time and time and time again in training camp. And if he can do the same thing, uh, I mean, in OTAs, if he can do that in training camp and um, parlay that into the season, that's all you need from him. I mean, if you're keeping Juju healthy, if you're keeping Antonio Brown healthy, if you get this guy to catch you five or six long balls a year, 30-plus yard catches, and, and make it go from there. I mean, remember Martavis his first year? I mean, he had like one route. It was run deep and catch the ball. He was able to succeed because of his speed and just running past people. I think James, James Washington can do it in a different way, and that's just going up there and biting people and getting and He can use that bigger body. I mean, he does have a weird body for a wide receiver. He does, man. I mean, it just doesn't seem proportionate. Shouldn't I mean? You see a lot of wide receivers. I've seen a lot over 15 years. They typically have the same type of body style. It doesn't look like one of those. And that might be good. That might be good. I, I think that's a big camp. I, I can't wait. I think he'll be making some plays early here in camp, and he'll be one of those guys that people are chirping about early. He wore 28 in college too, so like he just didn't look like a wide receiver at all. He just looked like We're a running 13 back. 13 now, I think, right? Yeah, it's odd, man. Yeah, the Dre Archer, Archer number. That's good. Dre Archer. Mark Caboli joining us here on the Crowley He's Show. Coming up here, Crowley. I'll be here tomorrow. Well, I'll be there tomorrow. Huh, you better bring a poncho or something. It might rain. Is it supposed to rain tomorrow? It's supposed to rain every day. I brought my 99-cent poncho today, and everybody was jealous. Is it raining now? Oh, it's actually one spectacular. It was kind of humid. Pursuit looked like he was uh, sweating like buckets. It was, it, was, it was like he was hunched over because he was sweating so much because of the humidity. But it's kind of nice right now. Are you going to Sharky's tonight? No, I think we're heading over to Denunzio's night. Ah, uh, it's Denunzio's night. Yeah, I didn't get invited. What happened there? 
because you're not here. Oh, yeah, that must be it. Mark Caboli joining us. Last couple of things for him. Will you go to Sharky's with me tomorrow? Uh, what's tomorrow? Friday? Tomorrow's Thursday. Is it? I don't know. I don't like you very much, so I'm not quite sure. All right, well, you're you're going to try to pressure me into this cheeseburger, and I'm not doing that early. I will promise you that I will not pressure you into anything. I might very well order it myself. I'm not going to be a peer pressure guy. I understand the problems with addiction. I can, I can, I'm not going to do that to you. Yeah, addiction. When you, I can't, I'm just looking forward to a little hoobastank on the on the radio and jukebox and some you bumming some cigarettes. I'm very happy. So I might go, yeah. Yeah, you're going. Yeah, I just talked to you. And I'm not going to bump cigarettes either because I quit that too. Uh, uh, that will be tweeted as soon as you do that. That's why I'm not doing it. Uh, maybe I don't you want bet. you coming to Sharky's. Uh, I can live on, <laughs> live under my uh, uh, under my lie. Uh, Mark, uh, last thing for you. Are they going to get a contract done with Chris Boswell? It's sexy. we got to talk about it. Ooh, Chris Boswell. I don't know. Uh, you would imagine he's the next one up on the docket right here because there's not really many other people that that uh, – Need to be signed right now. He's making about that average. He's making like two and a half million bucks. Yeah, that's about that's about top ten already in uh, in kicker salaries around the league. You would imagine they want to lock him up long term. I don't know where the price tag is right now, but if there is one guess, I would say that would be the next guy who signed. It might be him. It might be some guy like Vince Williams too, who's in the final year of his contract as well. But I would say Boswell is probably your odds-on favorite of being the next guy. But you don't, you don't hear those things much from kickers. I don't even know if kickers have agents. I know uh, Sean Sweetson didn't even have an agent. So that's how much, you know, there's a lot of negotiation going on. Hey, we'll give you this. Okay. So if they want it done, it will be done soon. So uh, they probably haven't even jumped, got to it yet. Mark, I will see you tomorrow. You will eat that cheeseburger, and I will smoke some cigarettes. All right. All right. I will. Thanks a lot, pal. you got to let me hang up on him. You can't hang up first. That just sounds bad on the radio. Oh, I forgot what I was supposed to do. I was supposed to tell him to follow Tom back on Twitter. Yeah, I wish he would follow me back. I love Kaboom, and I followed him. He was the one person that I followed when I made my Twitter this morning, hoping for a follow back, and he is yet to deliver. It's very upsetting. I will make sure that they, everybody, follows you back when I get to talk to them face-to-face training camp. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, pal. Coming up next! Jerome does his third sports update. Let's see if it's any better than the last one, which was actually worse than the first one. And the Pirates, their winning streak stopped. What that means, it's a Crowley Show.